Tired of your Netflix lagging? So is President Obama, but he has an executive order that can actually do something about it. All that on more on Industry Focus. Howdy, fools. I am Sean O'Reilly with the one and only Nathan Hamilton. How are you today, sir? I'm good. I'm looking forward to talking a little bit. Uh, yeah, we got our coffee. Yeah. We got our we got our uh, uh, pending faster internet speeds. Crossing my fingers. Yep. We'll talk a little bit. Uh, hopefully, not too much politics. We'll talk more. Uh, about He's the president of the United States. He wants to stream YouTube videos faster. So do I. Yeah. There's no politics here. You think it's House of Cards? I w I can only hope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If Frank Underwood were president, this would all be done by now. Yeah. <laughs> or some people would be dead. Or some people would be dead. Probably both. Yep. Um, so first and foremost, what's going on? We had a previous show a month or two ago. Obama's kind of basically came in favor uh, of an FCC ruling. Basically, he wants net neutrality. He doesn't care you yep. know, what has to be done to make sure this happens. Uh, but we've got a few updates. So what's going on? So... Somewhat related to net neutrality, but um, President Obama came out recently and said, um, or you know, sort of outlined a plan where he might take executive action or urge the FCC to bring about, um, I guess, in a more swift process, municipal broadband. Because right now, as it stands in 19 states, it is limited. There are many states where you can get municipal broadband, but the big thing is um, potentially it's cheaper, potentially even could be free and it's faster than existing internet speeds that most most people have access to. So, uh, you and I both obviously live here in suburban DC. What is municipal broadband? Because I've got Verizon Fios, you've got Comcast, I assume. They give us internet, it's relatively fast. What's municipal broadband? So it's more, um, I guess the play is more in the rural, rural areas, um, but it's run by or uh, built by a local government and a municipality, of course, and from, from what we see is they really, I guess, burden the cost of laying the fiber and so forth. It may be what they call fiber to the node, which is where the fiber optic cable will go to a certain spot, and then it'll be other cable methods to get to houses, or there's fiber to the home, which many believe is faster. Right, okay. So where does U.S. rank? Because as I understand it, if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, there's a number of countries where the Internet is run and owned by the government. There's no yeah. internet service providers, it's just run by the government, and in a lot of cases it's really, really fast. Yeah, and we'll get to that a little bit later. Okay. About, you know, government-run networks and so forth, but yeah, if we look at how the U.S. ranks for internet speeds, you know, some people that have followed the industry know that the U.S. is very well, but I think most people would be shocked to find that, hey, the U.S. isn't doing that well. Right. So, um, you know, we've, we've got an image up for, for some of our, our uh, listeners that are watching the video here. Unfortunately, our podcasters won't be able to see it, but... We'll run down the list. Yep. If you look at it, the countries with the fastest internet speeds, South Korea, 24.6, average speed, megabytes per second. Then going on down the list, Hong Kong, Switzerland, Jap Japan, Netherlands, Sweden, Latvia, okay, Ireland, Ireland Czech Republic, Romania, and then about 14 slots on down, United States. Uh one thing that pops into my mind, just in the essence of fairness, um, I'm noticing that all these countries that are that have faster internet speeds, mm -hmm. they're a lot smaller than we are. They are. It's really, really easy to get broadband internet connection to everybody if you're the size of Latvia. Yeah. <laughs> so that does have a little bit to do, to do with it. If you look at the real reason, or I guess one of the reasons why the U.S. isn't number one, 
I guess we're not number one in everything. We right. can't be there. But um, it has a lot to do with population density. Um, you know, there are a lot of open spaces in the U.S. And to get fiber cable or to get fast internet speed to those locations, it costs a, a whole heck of a right. lot of money. So North Korea, um, population density and so forth, is far higher than what it is in the U.S. You mean US. South? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, and you, you really have to look at it from a cost of capital or, you know, the capex right. required to get fast internet speeds. It, a lot of it has to do with population density. It, it right. is cheaper in these areas to get that, um, to get that internet to more people. Obviously, it makes sense. Um, so has a lot of an analysis been done? Cause obviously, in these areas, it's not cost beneficial for an AT&T or a Comcast mm -hmm. to get a broadband internet connection to people in, say, South Dakota, where there's, I don't know, five people per square mile. It's just not quite there. Um, what kind of burden does that put on the taxpayers, then? Like, what's the outcome here? For municipal broadband? Yeah. I don't know the exact figures, but I've seen some estimates. Like, if we wanted to lay all the fiber infrastructure to, to look get every up the American, U.S., yeah. we're looking at, you know, 50, uh, I can't remember. I think it was 70 or 80 billion. I don't, I don't recall the exact amount, but it's tens of billions of dollars, and no one company can do it on its own. And you look up pro across the U.S., there's different pockets of markets where a user may only have access to one option. Right. So for one company to get, you know, to, to provide access across the U.S., I mean, it's a huge investment. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Got it. Very, very good. Um, so other than population density, are there any other reasons the United States kind of lags behind here? Or is it just got to come up with the money, yeah. $80 billion? Comcast definitely is not going to do a bond so, uh, issue. And th there are other factors. Um, a lot of it can just come down to the regulatory process. The, the cable lobby as well, they throw a lot of money behind it. Um, you know, I, I won't get into sort of the political aspects of it, but if you look at some of the regulations that have been, been put forth and, you know, companies AT&T, Verizon, and so forth have voiced their concerns over how they don't want more competition in municipal broadband, they want to be able to be the sole provider. Right. Um, you know, you can see where it makes sense for them to lobby I'd like to own that. a monopoly, too. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe you said it more succinctly than, than I did, but... Um, Colin, I like I sees it. Um, yeah. Sorry to interrupt. So what's the, what exactly is President Obama willing to do through executive order to make this happen? You know, it's unclear through executive order what, what he wants to do, but I know they've mentioned in the State of Union address that he will talk about it some more. Um, beyond that, it's really just urging the FCC. How do we get, you know, Chairman Wheeler on board? Um, he's, he's had some pretty interesting comments um, related to municipal broadband because you look at the whole picture, it really comes down to a lot of it competition. Right now there's not a huge amount of competition and that may be some of the reasons beyond population density that a lot of us don't have access to the highest internet speeds. Chairman Wheeler many times says competition, 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 squared to the eighth power. Yeah. You know, that, that's something that's very important. But there also has to be a profit incentive. If you own your monopoly, what, Verizon? I have you, very little incentive yeah, to get those exactly. fiber square miles. You're not going to lay yeah. fiber to my house just so I can pay 20 bucks a month for service. Right. It, it just doesn't make sense. Right. So you're talking about miles upon miles of cable for one person. It's like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, here the, there's some interesting stati uh, statistics here. Um, and it was just looking at how much companies have invested in the broadband or internet infrastructure over the past decades and so forth. 
And surprisingly, the U.S. has invested a whole lot more than, say, Europe. You know, you're looking at $500 plus per household. In Europe, it's more in the range of $300 per household. Okay. So we're investing aggressively to get the infrastructure up to speeds and maybe get it on par with some of the other countries, but it's still not enough to, to really get it to that first rank. $300 versus $500, though, isn't Europe, correct me if I'm wrong, way more dense than the United States of America, ergo, that's not that surprising? Yeah, and I mean, it shows up on some of the rankings as well. You see that they have faster yeah. internet speeds. Okay, uh -huh. so um, bring this back around. Hypothetically, I'm a Comcast shareholder, I'm a Verizon shareholder. What does this mean for the internet service providers, and how does it kind of circle around to the whole FCC regulation about these guys potentially being regulated under Title II now? Yeah. So I don't think as an investor it's something to you know, run for the doors, sell shares, move on okay. from there. But you have to look at it. The cable companies and uh, broadband providers, ISPs, they are scared. Why else would they throw money at these right. sort of initiatives to... We want them to invest $80 billion, yeah. but we're like, we want to regulate you more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and no doubt about it, they're going to invest a lot of money. AT&T invests the most uh, in CapEx of any company in the U.S. Um, and that's because they want to get this infrastructure They're Ma Bell. They have to. No. Yeah. <laughs> but there has to be that profit incentive. There's no way right. AT&T is going to invest unless there is that incentive. It's what makes a business. It's what makes shareholders flourish and see returns. So a little bit scared, but ultimately, I don't know if it affects the share price right now because you have to look at it. Right now, it's just a lot of talk. There are some regulations out there which are up for public comment, but nothing's been set in stone. The FCC, right. FCC still has to make a decision on it. There's a whole heck of a lot of things that could go on through Congress, different amendments and so forth. So. Um, Scared, but don't run for the door. Right. Yep. I um, real quick before we wrap up, um, you look at uh, the returns on capital and returns on equity of the Tom uh, AT&Ts and the Comcasts and the Time Warners and everything over the last five years, and uh, these numbers have gotten into you know like 20, 25 percent returns sure. annually, and that wasn't the case ten years ago. So I yeah. have to wonder if just by merit uh, by uh, as a consequence of these regulations that it's just kind of kind of revert to the mean and they'll start making 10, 12, yeah. 14% again. I mean, could it be like utilities? Utilities are completely regulated. They right. have an ROE they that make, they're allowed to get. They make their 10%. Yep. Every, yeah. You anyway. can't get any more than that unless government says. Oh, man. I might uh, run for the hills anyway. No. <laughs> Very good. Well, thank you for sharing your thoughts. Absolutely. I look forward to no more lags on my uh, internet speeds when I'm visiting rural Ohio. <laughs> I hope so. Don't bank on it right now, though. <laughs> okay. Yep. Years away. Yep. All right. Very good. That's it for us, fools. Thanks for listening, and fool on.